0: Hey, 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 guys, what's up? This is the Best You Nation. My name is Adler, and this handsome stud right beside me is my co-host, my brother at arms, Finn Foster. What's up, guys? So, guys, we have such an amazing episode that's in store for you today. But first, before we do that, I have to let you know that we are a community and we're here to try to turn you into the best version of yourself. That being said, if you like us, if you support us, please share our podcast with people you think that just need a little bit of motivation, people that you think that need a little bit of positivity, people that you think would just benefit from the overall message. Follow us on TikTok. Um, Me, it's 24 hours in a day. Follow us on um, Instagram at the best you nation. It's just like that, one word. And then follow me as well on Instagram at 24 hours in the day. This is the platform that we use to try to be inspirational, motivational, and to be a weekly dose of positivity. That's right. So without any further ado, please let's do this. So, um, Finn. Today's topic is something that uh, it, it it kind of happened like watching another podcast, if I'm being quite um, honest with you. Okay. Um, do you know who Shannon Sharp is? No. Okay. Stephen A. Smith.
1: Stephen A. Smith?
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay.
1: All right, if I so would have you- said
0: no... What I was going was was to say,
1: I think you would have walked away. I, was, I yeah. was getting ready to say, I was like if I say no, because I do know who he is. I'm not just saying yes to, because I, I saw your face and I was like, I could feel the internal like, Come on, Finn. I know you know who this is.
0: But yes, now, I do ladies, know who that is. Ladies and gentlemen, um, so check this out. Uh, the Best You Nation, we came up with it way, way, way back in the day. But one of our in- earlier influences was First Take because at the time, it was Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman, and it had the loudmouth black guy, which that's my role, and then you had the philosophical white guy, which is Finn's um, role. So uh, it just was one of those heavier influences at early at early stages. So if Finn did not know who Stephen A. Smith, that would be that would be hurt to my core because that's it's actually. One of-
1: it's it, it's funny that you bring that up because it, that does that is something that we used to like. Oh my god, we're gonna be like them. We're gonna have our own TV show, and uh, yep. I still plan on it. I think we still plan on it. So, yes, sure. I do know who Stephen A. Smith is.
0: Um, so okay, so I, I, the reason why I bring him up, not just because he's an, um, a um a media personality, but I bring him up because uh um he was just recently on a podcast um called Club Shay Shay. That's um Shannon Sharpe, the Hall of Famer um uh, wide receiver that played for the Broncos. Um, not sure if you remember, but uh, he had um, Shannon Sharp used to host a show with Skip Bayless, and um, he's like a basically a free agent now, and he's just kind of doing his own thing. And he had him on the podcast, and they were just talking. They were talking about their time at uh, HBCUs and how it influenced them. And he said something that was very interesting. He said something about, you can't allow shame to force you into hiding. Hmm. And that kind of just, it hit me in a way. He was like, you can never be ashamed at a situation that you willingly put yourself into. And that, it it hit, it made sense. And I can't tell you how many times, like, I've had just situations in my own life where um, I'm ashamed of something uh, that I did, but now everyone else can see as well. So um, he was just more so bringing it up in context of like back in the day when he didn't have good grades, he couldn't be ashamed of it because he didn't work at it. And once he started working at it, he changed his life and he had enough, um, of a GPA in order to stay playing football. So I brought that up. um, I wanted to just take that little piece, that little nugget from um, his podcast and just kind of just bring it on here to discuss it. So the question I have for you right now is, have you ever experienced a moment where you feel ashamed but it's one of those things that was self-inflicted? um if i said
1: no i'd be lying um i'm just more so just kind of thinking of a time thinking of a
0: specific time
1: yeah yeah so a time where it was self-inflicted
0: that i was ashamed of so let me uh i mean if if you will i can kind of jump in a little bit and try to um get things rolling so to speak sure man go ahead um I did have a, a a little bit more time than you did to sit um, on this topic, but the reason why um, I I brought it up is the first thing that we have to understand is when you feel a sense of shame, you you gotta understand that most society has this idea. They they okay. Let me clean it up. Most of society messes up right here. Shame is interchangeable with self-esteem. People sometimes mistake self-esteem for shame and shame for self-esteem. It's not the same. Self-esteem is what I look at in the mirror and what I think about myself. Shame is what you hear from other people about yourself. And shame is more so tied to an emotion it's more so tied to an emotional feeling of like what you think about a situation. Um, there's a, there's, there's a book that, um, uh, it's I forget, I forget what it's called. I think, um, I think it's called, I thought I was the only, only one. And it talks of, it goes into elaborate detail and it talks about how shame it shapes the way that we view the world and it shapes the way that we react to the world. And it ties in perfectly with what Shannon Sharp said, and you can't get upset at the lack of work that you put in, so meaning like here's one example I can use for for us, right? We can't be upset about our podcast not having listeners if we don't put in the work to produce an episode every week. We do it every week. We take time from our schedules, we take time from work, we take time from our loved ones and we produce this because we have a sense that it's a higher calling. We understand that this is bigger than us. We understand that there's people out there that are struggling and who can benefit from this. We understand there's people that contact us individually and say, "Hey, thank you so much for the words that you spoke on today's episode because it helped me big time." So if we do not stay consistent to this, then we're letting a whole bunch of people down. So if we're not producing, then we can't be ashamed or feel any type of way of what we did, decided not to actually put our energy towards in producing.
1: Yes. So, okay, so I kind of was like when I was listening to you, right? Like, okay, so shame, you were talking about shame. I feel like a lot of times when we are... um you know, when we're in this mindset of like, for example, I, I think the classic example is when you think of shame, I think of like sixth grade, perfect time to talk about because a sixth grade, you're going from elementary school to middle school and you develop a lot of, you know, new uh, opportunities, like first of all, new friends, Um, you develop a new approach to, uh, you know, for us, so it was becoming men like young men and kind of developing the you know change of hormones and stuff so you start to kind of you, you seem to be more emotional and you break out like i broke out i had a lot of pimples like i oh man i could talk about that on, a, on a, lo- a lot of levels but one of the things that kind of comes to mind for me personally and i'm not trying to go back to sixth grade because it is it's just a classic example to use um I mean it, it it does go very close lined up with insecurity. It becomes an insecurity once you allow it to become personal. Um and I think that's maybe just the way that I see it. Like for example, I used to be called uh like I used to be called the ring of fire, you know, because I had these pimples that would come around from the sides all the way here, like uh-huh. all over my face. Oh, so sure it was to. really it was really rough when people would call it's me funny. something like that. Uh, it, oh. it was harsh. You know, you kids are brutal, man.
0: I was like Ring of Fire. I don't see how that, that how that works. Oh Kids no, are-
1: because the whiteheads the whiteheads would pop up. Man, they would pop. Oh. They would pop up like little volcanoes. And so Shoot. when you think of if you look up the Ring of Fire, um, or you know the Ring of Fire, you you look it up. It's like a, actually a, a volcanic area over and by in the Asia over by Asia, and it just kind of like it hits you in the face, and it's that feeling of being unattractive maybe you're not attractive enough for girls maybe not attractive enough and that's what you know a lot of sixth graders are thinking especially the guys i think but for me i just felt like it developed into an insecurity so but the part of that talking about shame like i mean i really didn't have much time and you're right but i want to be more <laughs> focused on what we were what we're talking about here and you had mentioned um you sent me this message today you know, when you put yourself in a position. uh, You know, you put yourself in a position of where, you know, you I guess we could talk about the podcast. If, if we are, we are two podcasters who want to help people grow. And I'm just kind of piggybacking on what you said earlier, because it is a good example. It is something that's more applicable to today. And it is something we've talked about off air. We yeah. can't get we can't be ashamed or be upset. Because where we are. So for example, yes, there was a time where we weren't getting a lot of listeners. Maybe it's because we didn't, you know, we weren't as proactive on social media, or maybe we weren't as productive uh in our conversations. Maybe we, maybe we had an off week or something, you know, and people just didn't really listen to our episode. they like, ah, Steven Adler or Finn, sorry, Finn and Adler just weren't on their level like they usually are. And maybe that was like the cause of it. But in retrospect, I feel like the only time you know people really truly believe that uh you know um i'm try- I'm reading your text, sorry, so it says be really, I think it's easier to put the blame on somebody else and get defensive when you are ashamed. I actually think that what we talked about off air before we recorded while I was making my coffee, my immediate defense for you uh just because of somebody who reached out to you about something that is your approach was very different. And I'm sure you'll talk about this. I don't want to take that thunder from you. Yeah. Just knowing I'm... that in the back of my mind, just to kind of put it in perspective mm-hmm. with the podcast even, or a little podcast, right? When people say that, yeah, it is a little podcast. Fact. But we're making progress in growing the podcast to be more than just a small podcast. So it it ignites us to be more content with the fact that, yes, we are small, we're growing, we're moving forward. But if we're doing nothing about it to grow and move forward, we can't sit here and loathe in our frustration, the shame. And I'm not saying that really I felt shame more so. It's just like we can't put ourselves in that position of feeling ashamed because we're choosing to either not do something to make the podcast move forward, um, yeah. and I hear that a lot. I hear a lot I hear a lot of people well, in the beginning, I should say, a lot of people kind of judge the podcast and more so just kind of look at us and say, "Wow, what do you guys really know? What are you guys talking about?" Um, but I think the the biggest takeaway, just for me personally, is that it is really up to us and our choice on how you respond to what the exterior is presenting to you. And we talk about that a lot, but in the case of shame versus insecurity, shame is usually the the response we have when somebody calls us out on our BS or whatever it is that they may feel like you're not doing or that you are doing. And so you kind of get into this mindset like, okay, well, I got myself here, you know, or I am choosing uh to be in this position because of a choice I made, and so I guess the the biggest part for me is that you have to find a sense of accountability that really puts you in a place of okay, what can I do to get out of this? What can I do to fix this? What can I do to you know gear my mindset towards a different opportunity of growth and um I guess that's kind of I, I mean i'm i'm I have I'm just kind of reading your text over again because I want to make sure I'm pinpointing everything we're talking about today.
0: Well, and I mean, I I think that um, the fact that you landed on accountability is the, the big one. Like, Accountability is one of those things that it's so scary in society. Nobody wants to ever be accountable. Nobody wants to say, hey, the reason that my life turned out the way it turned out is because of me. We can always pinpoint everything and anything, any wrongdoing that has ever been done. We can always pinpoint any wrongdoing that anyone has ever said, ever done, or ever even even mumbled our direction because we're so quick to blame others instead of taking accountability. Accountability is society's kryptonite. We don't like to do that anymore. And now with society the way that it is, is we're getting to a point where we're adding um, uh, in, in inclusion awards, uh, awards just for participations. Um, you're getting trophies for just being there. Like, don't get me wrong, showing up means a lot. Showing up is half the battle, but you don't get an award just for showing up. You get an award for showing out. That means you actually came in and you conquered and you performed to the best of your abilities. And so much so that Everybody in the immediate vicinity, everybody emphatically sees the fruit from the work that you have been doing for months and years and decades of just consistent, constant work. And I think that we're getting to a point where we're hiding from, hiding, yeah, we're hiding from accountability and that's where shame shame comes into play. Is when you start to feel shameful about something, then you start to either hide or you start to pinpoint and redirect where the blame should be. But unfortunately when you have your fingers pointing at everyone else, understand that there's three looking back and pointing back at you. So you need to be under you need to understand that you need to be three times as likely to look at yourself before you start pointing at, at other people and saying it's their fault for you being in a situation that you put yourself in. And I'm going to try to channel my my uh, inner storyteller mode. And for some reason, my inner story to um, storyteller, it sounds kind of like Kevin Hart. So it's going to give like a, a little bit of a, a rendition. So all right, let's go. Uh, there's a joke Finn relax Finn let's don't take it so serious uh, so let, let's go back let's rewind um roughly about six six months ago roughly we're currently in September and um, there was a point in time where I had recently moved back from Florida heading back to uh, I'm sorry from California heading back to Florida and what ended up happening was... I spent seven months out in California and I had a great time. I spent seven months and I was going out and eating at these fine restaurants. I was trying all these fine pastries. I was you know, visiting all these vineyards. I got a chance to do a lot of things that I had never been able to do in my life. And it was so much fun. It was enjoyable, it was great, it was grand. And I spent that time away and I came back. And when I came back, And to nobody's surprise, I can't be surprised about it. When I came back, I had put on some weight. So much weight that I had weighed about 196, 197 pounds for the very first time heading into a New Year's since 2016. And I kind of said, okay, you know what? It's not that bad. I can work on it. I'll I'll get it done. And the whole entire time I had been working out. I've been consistently working out been putting about, you know, an hour or so every day. And I I had been doing things, but it's one of those things where you're putting in the work, but other people know that the level of work that you were able to to produce the the first time. And so now they expect that level of intensity every time, right? And so my friend, my dear friend of almost 16, 17 years, uh, we have a this thing of where we just try to hold each other accountable. We don't care about uh, feelings. We don't care about like any of those cupcake responses. We are blunt and to the point. And I had a conversation with my one of my friends, he looked at me and he said, Hey, you still doing 24 hours a day? And I said, yeah, I'm still doing, it. I'm still producing. I'm, you don't see, see the posts that I'm putting up. No, nah, yeah, I, I see the posts for sure. Uh, no, nah, I'm just saying like, you know, that's your platinum, your fitness platform. And for as much of fitness that you, you really talk about and how you talk about staying in shape and um, what are the benefits and stuff like that, you, you really don't, you're not producing enough fruit to talk about that. And he looked at me and I looked at him. I was like, wait, what are you, what are you talking about? It's just like, you, you kind of put on some weight, man. Like, how are you going to be hosting a, a, a podcast about being the best version of yourself? And you don't even look like you're the best version of yourself, and in that moment, I was furious, I was upset I was upset because everything that he said in that moment, I was already thinking it, it confirmed every thought and in my head, and this is where this is where like denial is just it's so bizarre. you are in such severe denial that you think, well, no one can notice it, no one will see it, no one will yeah, you just kind of just keep on. Keep on heading that direction. And then once you see that everybody can see it or other people are starting to notice, you are left with two decisions. You are left with one either say, you know what? I can't believe you said that. That's insulting. I'm upset. Friendship over. Terminated. I'm gone. Or shift the perspective a little bit. Ask yourself, and I've, I've talked about this on the podcast before. When somebody gives you a piece of advice or crit- criticism, Ask yourself which place they're coming from. Are they coming from a place of just criticizing for the heck of criticizing or to be negative? Or do they know you well enough to ask you and to challenge you? Are you doing things the way that you could potentially be doing? Is this the best that you can do? And when I sat down and I molded over, I was disgusted with myself. I said, you know what? You're right. I need to be better about this. I didn't complain anymore. I stopped making excuses. And then I went back into my journals. I went back into my archives. And I went back and I started looking at everything that I was doing right before I opened up 24 hours in a day, the platform page, right? And I went back and I looked at the the workouts, the type of diet I was doing, the the level of consistency. I even went back on the activity app on, um, on our, the activity, the activity app, it shows like each day and how many times you close your circles. I went back and I looked at every single one of them and how consistently I was closing those circles, how many steps I was taking every day, um, how many miles I was putting in, what was my average heart rate? I went in and I actually, I, I autopsied everything that I did from 2000, Seventeen up until 2019. And I said, all right, if this is the amount of level and the amount of consistency that I was putting in before, I'm only giving the absolute bare minimum right now. And I can't be upset at anybody else except for myself because I placed myself in there. And in the last year, uh, early, early March, I was about 183, 184-ish, and I was feeling great and I finished out the year at 197 pounds. Now, I didn't beat myself up for it and I still don't beat myself up for it either, but there was a little bit of shame that I felt. I understand that I enjoyed Christmas, I enjoyed New Year's, and I actually sat down, I had the cakes, the everything you could possibly think of. I had pies, I had fun. But now, it's a new year, we're three months into it, what's my excuse now? And that's where I had to say, all right, it's time for me to start working. And since that point, I'm back down to 179. Uh, I feel a little bit better. I've also seen my friend as well. And uh, I like I don't like calling people out, like, but that's my buddy James. Uh, he, he he was right. You know, he 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 pointed out something, and I said, okay, I can't lie. And so uh, I know the first instinct. Some people might think, oh man, that's not your friend because he said such a mean thing to you. Yeah, if he, if he was coming from a, a different place, I would definitely understand that. But because I know who he is and I know the intentions and the, the amount of stuff that I've actually been through with him, I said, okay, he's coming from a place of love. It's tough love. It's unwanted love, but it's still something that I needed to hear.
1: I think that everything you were saying, man, just listening to you, right? Um, One thing that you had said, you were talking about how, just even this last part right here, right? You talk about like realizing that you have this thought process on your mind or as far as like, you know, something that you would, I would say we consider as insecure. I feel like, again, insecurity is more of an internalized I wouldn't say it's like conscious; it's more subconscious. We know it's there, um, and it can Im- implement itself any in any situation given where it could be <laughs> applicable. So, kind of goes back to like just to listening to what you were saying, and I started f- going through my filing cabinet of thoughts, and I remember a time where, can you aware of this? And and I don't know if this falls under the insecurity aspect of it, or this is more so the shame uh and again i feel like shame does come from outside influences one of the things that i really 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 want to do and i believe that i could do was write a book and i did i did publish a book but i also had a different i had continuously changed my publication dates because i was and a lot of people don't know this but i had a lot of influences of people who said look man i don't think you're going to be able to publish a book. You're not ready to publish a book. They're right. I wasn't ready to publish a book. That was a fact. And then there are people who kind of said things like, you know, you're too young. What is the point of you writing a book? What is the purpose? And, uh, you know, that kind of hit me hard. And whether that was insecure, it was more of a an attack so on it, me. This
0: is how This is how you can decide if it was shame, right? You felt that way, right? And because you felt that way, you did not want to share with the world your your gift of a book. This is true. And I delayed on it. I delayed on. That's where the shame comes into play. You were so shameful because other people made you feel shame that you decided, hey, I'm no longer going to pursue this. I'm no longer going to share or talk about it with other people because I don't want to feel this way anymore. I need a reprieve. I don't like this feeling. I don't like this emotion that's tied to this. Correct.
1: Um, exactly. So that, okay, so that, that puts it to perspective. So like, that is probably one of the most iconic current events in my life where I could say that this conversation is really applicable because now looking back, I have published a book. I did have sure. extra time to, to write more. I actually wrote more. I had more content. I think I wrote twice as much content Um, because I had took a step back and it's kind of like with you, you're, you know, with James telling you what he had said, it inspired you to now go do something about it. And so I knew that if I gave myself more time and I got over the fact and got out of my feelings and my thoughts that I could come back with a, with a stronger comeback, with a stronger narrative in my book to really, truly make a book. For a first time publishing author to present something, and so I guess the reason why I'm sharing with this sharing sharing this with you is because while we both have different situations, we both have different stories, we both had very similar outcomes there was a success there was a there was a check I did it I completed this i I knew year on year that went by, I realized that another book that book was not published yet. And I remember a couple of years ago when I was in the process, it was January. And I told you my plan. I wrote down my notes. You told me, I need you to write this plan. And I I need to know what is your goal? Where, when are you going to publish your book? When is it that you're going to finally get this book out? Because people are waiting. I think you reminded me often between those times, months on end, uh, during, you know, from 2019, 2018, 2020, you was, were like... How was
0: your personal, your personal um, parent?
1: Yeah, you just kept on asking me. And I well, never...
0: What's that? I was just squawking. Yeah, you were
1: squawking away. But your squawking (laughs) kept me in check because at the end of the day, I allowed myself to listen to people because I was told by people who are older than me, yeah, you, you have no experiences. I think we live in a day and age where people don't necessarily realize what they say and what they do have meaning and value. And so in, in that time frame, you know, I, like you said, you, you pinpointed it, you said it just right. I'll just kind of reiterate it. I just felt like I, if I needed to not publish this book, because I felt like they were right. I was young, you know, that was a fact. I wasn't ready to publish. That was a fact. But at this point I was like, you know what, I'm just, and I knew what I had was great. The information that I wrote down, the things that I, that I talked about were like raw, vulnerable, very in-depth, Things that I felt like needed to be talked about, but I just then in that moment just felt like if I share this story, uh, it's just not going it, to, it's not going to be good. I, did, I just needed to get away from everything in that, in the essence of that book. Um, You know, I feel like people oftentimes get the two shame and insecurities mixed up. And I think that we have to realize that no matter if it's self-inflicted or inflicted by other people, we have to be strong enough in finding that moment in which recognizing that, yes, people are going to say whatever they're going to say. People are going to remind you. And I think we have an expectation that especially our friends, when they give us constructive criticism, they construct us, we get defensive. I think that's something that I've kind of been just analyzing, especially today, more so just kind of in my own head, in my headspace, actually the last few weeks is we get defensive. And the defensiveness in our own self, we actually shame ourselves without us even really doing. And again, it's just like when you point (laughs) a finger. When you point a finger at somebody else, you go with those three pointing back, like you had said, Adler. I actually remember my mom showing me an article years ago, like a long, long time ago, that every time you point your finger at somebody else, you're really hurting yourself more. And you have three pointing back. And... You know, I feel like over the years of my own journey, um, I oftentimes was that guy who pointed a finger at everybody else and didn't want to accept that I had to get out of my own situation. People are right. Like, that's why we get defensive. Because when we are wrong and the others are right and you now want to do something about it because you're uncomfortable. James wasn't telling you this because he wanted to be a mean person. I mean, listening to what you're saying at first, again, I was one of those people. I won't, be, I won't be shy to say that. I was one, I was like, wow, why would he say that? But now that you say that, it's the same thing that you do to me sometimes. You say things that you, you, you call me out on some of the things that I do and you're right. Uh, and you know what? I'll share this example. I'm not even afraid to say this. because I think this is important to know. That no matter what, I remember I was studying for my T's test. I knew I could have done a better job. I knew I could have done more, but I accepted for the amount of studying that I did I felt like was in my head, just enough. Let's just be honest, okay? This is about being the best version of yourself. You said, "What what did you do this week?" <laughs> I played FIFA. Mm. How much did you study? Mm. I studied, and you knew. It's like you told me you you were here when we were, were doing an episode. You said, "Listen, you don't get to play FIFA until you've studied." And you weren't doing this to be mean. You weren't telling me what to do. You were just more so seeing that you had the best interest of my growth and becoming, you know, prepared, preparing myself for this tease exam. And I know now, like you were right. I got defensive. We were sitting on this couch. Remember, I don't, I don't remember. This was either a, we were going to Colorado or it was, we were it here recording. Right
0: it was right before you went to Colorado. I dropped yes. you guys out the airport. Yep. Yeah.
1: And you and I were, it was all three of us having this conversation. And I was just like, man, and I kind of felt like, damn, I'm like now I I was just like I had my head low. I was just like, but you were right. And sometimes you don't want to hear it. But now looking back on it, what am I doing differently this time? Well, I have three different forms of studying. I have an entire outline of what I'm going to be studying for the next two weeks, and then the next two weeks, and the next two weeks. So what it is is that sometimes you go through a season. In realization that I don't want to be shamed again. I don't want to go through that again. So what you do differently is you find a different angle, a different approach to justify the situation at hand. And I think that there's nobody else that I can set my, my, you know, my, uh, mediocre studying on as myself. Like my, I'm the only person I have to be accountable for my, if I want to be a nurse, I have to put in the work. No one's going to do it for me. No one's going to, you know, I mean, obviously the outside influences do give us the opportunity, but to like, see it from a different perspective. But I also think that now I'm at a place where I'm just like, all right, I remember Adler saying this, he told me what he did. And of course, everyone's got struggles. Everyone's got something going on and and you still have to be able to stay strong and keep yourself accountable to reach that level that you want to be at. And You know, and I think that's why we have friends that are, that you can count on your hands because there's not a lot of them that will tell you like what James did to you, like, you know, about your, you know, your, Hey, you're going into the new year at 197 pounds, man, all those fruitcakes and, you know, cocktails and stuff. Those are good, but like, why, why? And so it's more so it's a realization that you have and you're like, dang, you're right.
0: So and, and this this i I just laugh at it because I think that this is probably the funniest part about it is the truth is the follow me there is only one truth there's no variations of truth there's only one truth, and the truth sometimes can be daunting, it can be infuriating, and it can also be uncomfortable hmm. and the truth is. When it's time for anybody, not just me, not just you, to take accountability, we always want to to pass that ball and not even accept any accountability. Because the, the truth is, you can lie to the people in front of you. You can lie to the people around you. You can lie to the man or the woman that is staring back at you in the mirror. You can lie to Every single person, but you can't lie to the truth. The truth is what it is. And the sooner that you take a form of accountability, the sooner that you say, you know what, this is what it is. Now, what are we doing moving forward? And how are we going to progress? These are, it's a natural state of being. And once you finally accept it, you don't have to stay in that truth. You can now shape. And change your reality. You can now change the things around you in order to make and bend your life into the direction that you want to. You have to first accept the fact that you're not perfect, and that's one of the things that I struggled with the most. Is, um, and I'll, I'll ask you. And this is this is what I did. I I I went around and I asked um, like uh, my brother and just a couple of friends if you had to put a percentage to the amount of stuff that I say that I'm gonna do and the amount of stuff that I, I actually do, and it was like a, a, a split, a percentage. In my own personal opinion, I think 80% of the time, if I say I am going to do something, I do it. The other 20%, it either gets lost in the ethos or I spread myself too thin or I lost interest. In your opinion, what would what's the percentage that you would give me do you agree with it should it be more should it be less what um i would i would disagree with 80
1: now is 80 the average between all you know, the people you've asked or is this 80s like what their everyone's standard no this is my
0: own opinion 80% of the time i'm on point i'm i'm firing on all awesome, so i just dis- i disagree with 80 i disagree with okay. 80 so what number are you gonna uh, hit? I'm gonna give you,
1: and I'm not just saying this because you're my friend, my brother uh podcast host uh co-host' I'm not saying this because it's easier just to say, you know give you this number before I even give the number, I should probably be more give more context as to why this number is gonna make sense. I have I remember at a time where I was going through my own like patch of grass that wasn't as green as I thought it was going to be. I would reach out to you. We'd talk. We'd meet up. We'd catch up. You'd be there to support me uh, on different levels. And we would you wouldn't give me some rinky dinky answer. Uh, I don't really like giving numbers on, especially considering the fact that this is like I don't want it to be like anything justifying to the relation our our friendship. But oh no, you know, you can't hurt my
0: feelings on this. It's fine. No, no,
1: no. But I'm but I'm not. I'm not even trying to. Hurt. There's no hurting yeah. other feelings. You are one of the only people that I really truly know of all my friends that I've ever had in my entire life. That uh, supersedes the dependability. Like you're somebody that I can I can I can. If I were to drop and get hurt or something, I don't know. I know that I have like, you're, you're in my emergency contacts. Okay. Like if that says anything, like something were to happen, you, my parents, Cassandra, John, like you guys are like my only two, like it explains who's coming to my wedding. And I'm just going to be honest. That's that. It that is what it is. You're my emergency contact. So if something were to happen, you're going to get a phone call. Your number is going to get called. Uh, It's, I would say. for you, because you're the type of person who I know, you don't, you don't shame me, you don't, uh, you don't put me in this, like, how, what's the best way, it's not like you, you, you don't mind telling me how it is, but you don't do in this way where you're mean, or, or, and even if you were being mean, it's not, Ever been noticed as being mean because you're the type of person who wants because in your in your mind I believe you want the best for that person, no matter who it is. So, the accountability, as far as depending on somebody, that's something that a lot of friends and people that I've had my past didn't ever have anything close to ninety five. I said I said ninety five, right? I said ninety five.
0: Yeah.
1: The five percent. The five percent. I'm gonna be. Here's the five percent. So we don't want. I I talk about the ninety five percent. The (laughs) five percent is the occasional once in a while. Hey, uh, we're recording at two o'clock, and it's two Um, o five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that that's it. Because at the end of the day, I feel like you know you need to have people in your life that are gonna. And I and I know why you're in that five percent, because you're human. You're human, and you don't find a lot of people in your in your life that are going to be that dependable or that accountable or somebody you can reach out to when you, when, when something happens or you need to just talk or something is going on. So, (laughs) and I'm not, again, I'm not just saying this because we are friends and because we have a podcast together or because we've, you know, uh, we've learned a lot about who we are, uh, through this podcast, um, you know, and you know a lot of a lot of the things that i do and a lot of things that we've talked about like you know working out and being proactive about certain things has come from a lot of the things that you've taught me like a sensei not that i'm calling you old but it's got that same kind old of like
0: so it is <laughs> like i'm
1: i'm like the karate kid man i'm learning from you it's like you have people in your life in your corner for a reason and i think that anybody that is that close. Yes, ninety-five would be the number that I would give you,
0: and I don't know if that's so, like just shooting it too well, high or if that's
1: just that's it is what it is.
0: Like I told you, I, my, I give myself an 20 because I think that eighty percent of the time I'm on point, and the reason why I ask just to put context to it, I ask that question only because when I think that eighty percent of the time I'm on point, right, then I hear a criticism then I take it, my ego gets hit. My, I, I get punched in the stomach and I feel a certain type of way. And because my ego is bruised now, I start to experience this level of shame. And because I start to feel this level of shame, the immediate thought is maybe I shouldn't post anymore. Maybe I should pull back a little bit more. And I'll be honest with you, I there was a point in time where I didn't even like, because uh, normally I do like an every now and again progress shirtless pics, I didn't even do it for months. I didn't do it for months because I was that ashamed. I was that like, you know, uh, upset with myself because I can't believe I have not allowed myself to get to a point where um, you know, the people closest to me are starting to realize that, hey, you, you're, not, you're not giving it your all. You're not doing it your best. And obviously there's human error, and you know, it, you can always correct it. That's one of those things that you can always correct, but you have to be willing to take the truth into consideration the truth is a uncomfortable uh thing to accept but i refuse to allow myself to live in this false world this false presence where i think that i'm i'm doing nothing wrong everything i'm doing is perfect everything is sunshine and rainbows and unicorns it's not. That's not the truth. There's some darkness. There's depression. There's sad. There's days that I want to live. There's days that I don't want to live. There's days that I want to do the podcast. There's days that I don't want to do the podcast. There's days that I don't want to go to work. There's days that I do want to go to work. There's so many different things in life that we want to do or we get to do, and we don't want to do it. And it's like a pull, a pull a push and pull type situation. And instead of you know, diverting the accountability, You have to sit in that shame for a second and you have to kind of figure out like, all right, what's the next move now? And that's kind of what I did. I took it to heart and I said, all right, so what what am I doing? Because I can't be upset about it if I'm not willing to change. And this is going to be the last thing that I want to touch on. I can never be upset at something that somebody criticized me for if I'm not willing to change. The only reason why I'm getting upset is if I think that if I view myself as a perfect person and I can't make mistakes. So you have to be willing to change. You can't just see yourself in one light and just automatically assume that there is no room for growth. There's always room for growth. And one of my favorite um, athletes is Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders is um, coach primetime. And he talks about it all the time. He says, I'm not asking for perfection. I'm just asking for 2% better than the week before, and 2% better than the week before that, and 2% better than the week before that one. And it's always finding a way to do the small things, to tweak it just in this much, and allow yourself to overall improve. You just have to be willing to put in the work. You have to be willing to accept the fact that you're not where you want to be at in life. You have to take the accountability. You may not be the reason why you're in that situation, but you have to accept the outcome of that situation in order to make your next move. Because I know too many people that sit back and say, well, I had a a college basketball scholarship and I could have been this if it wasn't for X, Y, and Z. At the end of the day, it sucks. Don't get me wrong. I sympathize with you, but you can't stay in that place and not be able to progress and that's just like one of the last things i just wanted to touch up on because with shame comes taking accountability and i i think i kind of touched on it last week when we kind of um uh deviated about like traumas and stuff like that accountability is probably the most useful asset or most useful characteristic trait that you can ever develop in life because if you're willing to take accountability for situations that you find yourself in then more than likely you'll be able to find yourself out of it and you'll be able to wiggle way out of it because you're willing to do what you what needs to be done
1: absolutely and i agree with you there are there is something that you said and it was and and just as we're kind of wrapping this up one of the things that I like to talk about often with like people is that in order for you to get out of the situation that you want, right? If you're in a situation where whatever it is that you may be facing, like for me at one point, I, you know, I was frustrated with the fact that I wasn't passing my national, regist- my national registry exam for becoming an EMT. And the only thing that I could do was to go back and take practice and practice and practice, take this exam and hopefully pass. <laughs> it was frustrating, but nobody was going to take that test for me. Legally, not allowed to anyways, because it's my state license. But at the end of the day, I heard enough of the, I heard it enough from you, especially say, hey, study it this way, right? But the point is accountability is something that not only do we have to have In hard times, but you also have to have during times where you're doing great, because when you're doing great, accountability is the reminder of where you were when you were in the struggle times and the struggling moments, the times where it seemed like you were never just ever going to get out of a situation. And At some point in your life, you will realize, and I guess I'll say what my dad always says, you know, people have the rest of their life to figure it out. You have this lifetime to understand that whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is that you're going to face, the challenges that you battle, whether you can get in or out of them, you have to understand that you cannot, if you want something to change, you have to be willing to do something to get like, to be able to make that change. You know, I, um. If it took me a long time to overcome the fact that the military didn't work out. And I, the only way to really truly get over that was to accept the fact that it just wasn't going to happen. And realizing what the consequences could be if I were to have tried again. What if I, where would I be today? You know, I think we actually talked about this, uh, and I'm not trying to open up in a whole other story. But I remember I was driving to Jacksonville one time, and I remember talking to you about, Hey, what happens? I might be going back to the military. And I remember we had this, it was kind of like a, Hey, we'll look at our podcast. look at what you got going on with nursing. And it wasn't like the smartest move that I was making. I think I was just still so attached to the fact that this happened to me. And I felt like I failed a lot of people, including myself. It's that whole shame aspect, right? And I wanted to have clarity and I wanted to have that closure because I still to this day don't really know why it happened, but it did. And there's not much I could do about it. But the, the realization was that there's bigger and greater things out there. And, you know, there are things sometimes we try to, we chase the, we chase for something in hopes that that is what we're looking for to kind of uh, resolve that shame. And now looking back on it, I'm thankful that I did not fall through and I'm thankful that I am where exactly where I'm at because obviously this podcast would not be where it's at. I wouldn't be in the relationship that I am in. And I also yeah, don't yeah, know man,
0: there
1: Yeah, I would, I don't, there, none yeah. of, none of the things that are going on in this yeah. current moment. <laughs> well,
0: you recording day
1: eight. today, is September 8th, a year from today. Uh, and what's time is it four o'clock the wedding will be ending at this time and a year from now like as far as like it's from 12 to 4 and it's kind of wild to think that but um that's that's totally on a side note but i i think that today's topic right like i i mean of course you know it the beauty of some some of these these uh podcast episodes is that you I know a lot of the stuff is what you're thinking about and you bring it to the table and it kind of makes me have to think outside the box. It's kind of, I don't want to say it was a surprise episode because <laughs> I kind of knew what to expect. Uh, but I do like talking from a free form because it does affect everybody. It does have an effect on every single person. And I guess when we look back on our journeys, uh, you know, starting to from this podcast, we have made significant growth. Um, and We even did a little bit of a discussion off air, like, you know, look where we are just in the last week. We've seen such a a growth here because we're putting out more. I can't be mad at the fact that maybe 30% of people who don't want to listen to our podcast because they don't really, you know, know what we're talking about or know where to find us. Well, if you don't say anything, they're not going to know. But now we've seen this exponential growth in the last week. It's like, well, see, if you instead of sitting in this what you get out and you do something about it. So I guess. This coffee is really strong. I feel like I'm all over the place. But
0: well, and I mean, yeah, you're you're right, man. Like, you know, 70% of most businesses, 70% of podcasts, they fail because um the people that have the ideas, they lack the consistency that it takes in order to run it. Um we know people that got into the podcast space and they just weren't consistent enough and they, you know, I don't know like you know, where they are now, but You don't see them often. You don't hear about it. And that's like the the most dangerous part is like, um, you know, one of the things that it lit my soul on fire when I heard it. It says, every time you drive past a cemetery, just understand that cemetery is a field of dreams that that person took with them to the grave. Mm. And right now currently I'm in West Virginia. I I do I've been doing 6 miles a day. That's been one of my things. Um it's a, it's it's based off of an anime Satama, One Punch Man. I don't know if you ever heard of him. So I do 6 miles every single day. Don't worry about it. It's it's I'll explain to you later. <laughs> I do 6 miles a day then I do my workout and if I don't feel like going to the gym, then I have to do a bare minimum of uh, 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 squats. And then after that, then I can go about my day. So um i'm when i go to the park where i do my miles there is a cemetery that's right across the street so every time i start to get tired and i start to like just feel crappy about myself i just look up i see the cemetery and i say all right i don't have to be fast but i just have to just keep going i gotta keep pushing and that's just one of those things that it just recenters everything in my life because when, and I know this for myself, when I'm physically at my, my best, then my career is on point. Then my social life is on point. Everything becomes on point. And that's something that, you know, I, I, I had that discussion. I, I even asked Abby um, the question that I asked you about, like, what is the ratio of times that I get done what I say that I'm going to do? And I told her I was 80-20. She told me 90-10. And she said the only 10% of the time where you don't do something is if you stretch yourself too thin.
1: Well, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, you do, and you do. And you do stretch yourself very thin at times. And I have seen it. I have seen it in <laughs> full flesh. And it's like, you know, even me was saying, hey, let's just like with an episode. Hey, why don't we just do this another day? I can tell that you're just not up for it. Yeah, Nah. And you'll, you'll, you'll still go for it because you're the type of person who's driven and you know you're dedicated. But uh, I would have to agree with Abby because you, you do. And I think it's just, it's not a bad thing. I think you just more so come from a place where you believe what you say and you're going to get it done. And, and, and I think you feel bad when you don't. And
0: you feel like you, you failed. Want, you know you... what it is, honestly. And I, I, I'll say this and we gotta end it here. Um, we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We're sitting here. We're just trying to become the best version of ourselves. We are on the pursuit of perfection, understanding that we will never, ever attain it. And that's okay. And my biggest thing is I want to say something and then be able to back it up. I want to mean what I say and say what I mean because at the end of the day, the only thing that we can go based off of just human instincts is if you're a man of your word if you're a person of your word. If you say something and you constantly are doing it, then you're going to be able to get people who have never even been around you before. People you just met, they're going to start to believe you. They're going to start to trust in you because they can go back and look at, oh, he's done this, he's done this, and done this. Every time he says he's going to do something, he finds a way to do it. So that's something that like, there is no shortcuts. There is no you know, speeding it up. You just have to go through the journey. You just have to go through the lumps. And everyone always talks about like how, well, I want to do this, but I've never got a chance to do it. And I don't know. I don't have any experience. But the truth is, the only way that you're going to get experience is by exposing yourself to that information. So the moment that you can't jump in head first and do what you got to do, and you'll find that almost 80% of the time, you're going to be able to be successful. This is why I create the the goals at the beginning of the year, and then I break them up into four quarters. All right, I want to save a certain dollar amount. It comes out to save this much every quarter. It comes out to pay this uh, every quarter. It comes out to, all right, I need to weigh myself. Like my goal for the beginning of this year was to get back to 180. I hit it. So now the question is, do I stay here or what do I do from here? So now I'm trying to add another wrinkle where I'm going to start running more and trying to see if I can become more competitive with my running. Because you know, Tony, we're in the same group chat. I'm sure you've seen it. Um, Tony, that guy is a beast. That guy is always moving. Like he's eight minute miles, seven minute like miles. Like this guy is just a cheetah on land in man form. Like he's ridiculous. And so I said to myself, I said, all right, Tony's now like, I, I, w- I want to be able to catch it. Like, I want to be able to run with Tony and know that I, even if I don't win, I kept up. I made him push. I made him go to another gear that he didn't even think he was capable of. So yeah. that's just kind of like just how I'm wired. And I can't, I wish I could change it, but I, I can't change it. It's just how I think. But um that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Best You Nation. We uh, appreciate you. We love you. Uh, We like to be the weekly dose of positivity that you have. And we love being able to have those conversations that are just so taboo, so weird, so odd, but we like to be open about it, raw and honest. We're not perfect, again, and I can't say that, stress that enough. We are not perfect, and we don't claim to be perfect. We're not trying to teach perfection. We're just trying to teach, trying to improve a little bit at a time. Uh, I love that Deion Sanders Sanders quote, because that 2% every week, if you continue doing that, for 52 weeks. That's 104% better. Hmm. If you really think about it, just add it, that is 104% better by the end of the year. Anyway, Finn, please tell the people what we got going on with the website and tell them where they can locate us, which podcasts and which social media platforms. Take it away.
1: So for the final thought, do some less than 30 seconds. So The website is TBYN Worldwide. TBYN stands for the Best You Nation, abbreviated as TBYN. It is going to be, it's in the making for more growth, but you guys are going to be able to go to that uh, platform and find all of our podcast links there, as well as our merchandise. Uh, We have our apparel coming out (laughs) bit by bit. There's different kind of collections that we have there. And then, of course... You want to stream your favorite uh, your favorite podcast, the Best You Nation. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon. You name it, anywhere, pretty much you can think of.
0: Podcast. That's right,
1: and then finally, of course, uh, you guys can listen to. I'm sorry. Find us on Instagram at the uh, the best you nation, uh, literally Woo. those words. And if you want to get a little, a little extra, oh, yeah. you can one little extra thing, one little extra thing. If you want to seriously go an extra mile, uh, you can tune into me every week. I have a little extra something that I'm doing with the TBY and worldwide platform, an Apple podcast, five minute little mini podcast. to so just kind of talk about whatever. I actually did an episode the other day that was uh, yesterday about getting the wrong coffee. And I uh, have somehow found a life lesson in the midst of that. So I will be dropping little episodes here and there on, throughout the week, in the moment, whether I'm on my way to work or on my way home, whatever the, the case is. So you can little, find that on Apple Podcast.
0: They're little shorts. Um, and you yeah, can shorts. get... Yeah, little shorts. Like you, it's basically Finn's mindfulness. Um, so we can only access that through Apple Podcast, correct? Correct. So it's... Uh, I'm actually... Well, to change, you to do that. There has to be a subscription,
1: correct? It's correct. So what I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is that I noticed that some people have actually asked me, um, and I think it's a good idea. We're gonna open it up to have you guys get a one week free trial, just to kind of tune in and listen to them for certain episodes, just to kind of get a little tidbit. Uh, it's a little teaser, um, yep. and then it's two ninety nine a month. Or if you want to save a little bit of money, I think it's like a thirty percent saving. If you want to do twenty four ninety nine for the entire year, if you guys get free access to that, ad free. Um, it's early access and only subscriber access. So only if you're a subscriber, you have access to that little mini short podcast, but that's only available. It's powered by TBYN worldwide, the best you nation, all of that in conjunction. That's all I have to say. Make sure to listen to us, check us out. We're growing. So that means you're growing. And until next time, Ad, if there's anything else, I think we're Um, done here. The
0: last thing I will say is, and we'll, we'll set it up probably in like, um, you know, the weeks coming up. Um, just because of like, I I think it's super beneficial. Like I I can sit here and say, Hey, I've dropped like, um, you know, 17 pounds for the year and I can, you know, talk about it, but sometimes it's just about like, all right, how did you do it? Can you teach us the way? And so, um, what we want to do with coming soon is we're going to create a tab and we'll have like, I'll give you the six week plan that I'm doing, that I'm following actively and you can follow along with me. Um, and, uh, we'll have it available on, on the podcast, uh, or on the podcast website. And, uh, you know, we'll kind of go from there just as a way to keep you accountable. If you are struggling with your own fitness journey and you don't know where to start or where to begin, then reach out, let us know, um, reach out to us on, um, Instagram or on TikTok. And, um, you know, I'll also be sharing all that that information over on the website as well. And um, I think that's that's pretty much it, guys. That's it. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. And check us out next week at the Best You Nation. Peace. Peace.